Today's program is brought to you by ETF Guide. Is your investment portfolio helping you or hurting you? Go to PortfolioReportCard.com to find out. And if you get an A, we pay you $100. This is Portfolio Talk. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Coming up on today's show, a portfolio report card for JW in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, he's got a $200,000 retirement plan, and together we're going to delve into this portfolio and find out if it passes or fails. Whenever we begin a journey, the excitement of getting started often overtakes us. Now, usually we begin with unrealistic expectations, and we often end disappointed. Now, this is the situation for many people, and it's an unfortunate pattern when it comes to uh, how they invest and the actual results that they get. Now, before I do a portfolio report card for JW in Nashville, Tennessee, on today's show, I need to give you some background about him. First off, he's a 48 years old, he's married, and he works in the healthcare field. Now, his 403B retirement plan is worth $204,899. Now, it contains 18 different mutual funds, and he's saving around $12,500 annually. Now, J.W. explained to me that one of his greatest fears is not having enough money to retire. Who of us doesn't identify with that? His retirement plan has a brokerage window which gives him access to a wide variety of investments. He's been choosing the mutual funds within his 403B plan with the help of a mutual fund newsletter service, and he told me that, frankly, he's been very, very disappointed with the results. What kind of portfolio report card does JW's retirement plan get? Does he get an A, B, C, D, or F? Now, remember, if he gets an A, I pay him $100. Of course, uh, he's going to have to do very well in the five categories that I grade all portfolios on. And remember, those five categories, for listeners that are new to the show, are cost, risk, diversification, tax efficiency, and performance. So without further ado, let's begin with the first category, which is diversification. Now, satisfactory portfolio diversification is never about how many holdings you have, but rather how well your holdings or investments, whether they be mutual funds, stocks, or what have you, how well those holdings are distributed across a variety of different asset classes. Now, it's good to see that JW's retirement plan has exposure to domestic stocks. He owns ticker symbol OAKMX. He also owns some international stocks via ticker symbol ARTIX. He also owns some bonds, ticker symbol LSBRX. And then he also has some exposure to real estate, ticker symbol MRESX. Now, from what I can see, he's made an attempt to own different sizes of, of stocks, not just large company stocks, but he's tried to also own some small cap stocks. He has exposure via ticker symbol B, as in boy, SCFX, and he also has some value stocks in ticker symbol CLVFX. So as good as he does in some of these key categories or areas, his portfolio unfortunately comes up short 
because it lacks exposure to some other major asset classes, including emerging market stocks, as well as commodities and cash. Also, none of the 18 mutual funds that he owns are what I would consider broad and acceptable proxies for those underlying asset classes. So JW's portfolio definitely needs to improve on diversification. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Portfolio Talk. I'm Rhonda Leggy. We're doing a portfolio report card for JW in Nashville, Tennessee. He is 48 years old. He's married. He works in the healthcare field. He's got a $204,000 403B retirement plan. And he asked me to do a, a report card for him to analyze and grade his uh, portfolio. Does it pass or does it fail? Well, let's look at the next category, which is risk. Now, deliberately overweighting your portfolio in a certain stock or asset class or ETF or mutual fund for strategic reasons is one thing, but when that overweighting happens inside a portfolio by accident or without purpose, guess what? It becomes a problem. Now, in JW's case, he's got around 97% of his money allocated to stock funds. He's got around 1.5% allocated to real estate and just over 1% allocated to bonds. Is this by design or by accident? Needless to say, JW has a hyper-aggressive asset mix. And this is true even for a 48-year-old aggressive investor who, by the way, as JW told me, needs to make as much money as possible. Well, that kind of describes everybody, doesn't it? We all need to make as much money as possible. So what I'm trying to say is that the risk characteristics of a portfolio should always be 100% ca- compatible with not just how not just how we want to invest our money, but also our age and our life circumstances. So in terms of risk, I think uh, JW definitely has gone way overboard when it comes to having way too much money concentrated or exposed to stocks. Next up is cost. Now, nobody can control the direction of uh, interest rates or how the stock market will behave. I mean, these are things that are just completely out of our control. But what we can control, what we can control is how much our investment portfolios cost. Simply put, Paying less results in more money over the long run in your own pocket. And that's why it's so crucial that all investors do everything possible to minimize investment costs to the greatest degree possible. Now, JW's three largest holdings are ticker symbol ARTIX, that's International Stocks, OAKMX for large cap stocks, and ticker symbol AAGPX, which owns large-cap value stocks. Now, these three funds alone account for around 51.5% of JW's portfolio, and they also charge annual expenses between 0.93% all the way up to 1.2%. Now, the rest of his portfolio, unfortunately, gives very little attention to minimizing mutual fund fees. And I estimate, based upon my calculations, the total annual cost of his portfolio to be just over 1%. And that, by my uh, measure, my benchmark, and the benchmark that I use are 
a basket or blended benchmark of low-cost index ETFs, one, over 1% 1 in annual fees is just way too much in terms of cost. And so JW definitely can do some, some work and so a better job at minimizing his investment costs. You're listening to Portfolio Talk with Ron DeLegge, and we're doing a portfolio report card for JW in Nashville, Tennessee. And stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. We'll look at some of the other categories and give JW his final report card of A, B, C, D, or F. You're listening to Portfolio Talk with Ron DeLegge. To get your portfolio analyzed and graded, go to PortfolioReportCard.com. Now, we just looked at the first three categories of JW's portfolio report card on his $200,000 403B retirement plan. We looked at diversification, risk, and cost. Now we're going to look at the final two areas, which are tax efficiency and then performance. Now, tax efficiency is very important because we want to limit, just like we are with the cost of our portfolios, we want to limit the the tax bite. And certainly money inside a 403B retirement plan like JW has is growing tax deferred. So that's good. It's also nice to see that he's not taking any premature distributions uh, from his 403B plan that would subject him to a 10% penalty because he's under age 59 and a half. And he's not doing anything to tamper with the benefits of having that money in his retirement plan grow tax-deferred. So I see no observable problems with the tax efficiency of JW's retirement plan. Good job, JW. Now, our last category is performance. And performance is really the bottom line, but it's not the only thing. Because performance, and you'll notice this as we do more and more portfolio report cards on this weekly show, performance how well you do or how poorly you do is directly linked to the, how well or how poorly you do in the other four categories. How you do in terms of diversification, in terms of risk, in terms of cost, and also tax efficiency. If you're doing well in those areas, guess what's going to happen to your performance? Your performance should follow and be satisfactory. Now, after deducting JW's annual contribution his retirement plan grew from $173,000 to $192,399. Now, that's a one-year return of 11.2% compared to a 15.98% gain for a blended benchmark that we use that approximates his same asset mix. And so in terms of JW's portfolio performance, he actually underperformed relative to our yardstick. And I should mention that this is underperformance at a time when the uh, stock market here in the U.S. has performed strongly. And I would say for a portfolio that is so heavily concentrated in stocks, I mean, he's got 97% of his portfolio allocated to stocks. That's an unacceptable return, 11.2% compared to almost 16% for our blended portfolio of index ETFs. So JW has every right to be disappointed. So the final portfolio report card for JW's 403B plan is a D. 
this is not a good grade at all. And J.W. joked with me that he was going to get a double F minus. Well, J.W., the good news is you didn't get a double, a double F minus. You beat your own depressed expectations. That's the good news. Of course, the bad news is you got a D. But even with a poorly designed investment portfolio or plan, I always try to find at least one positive thing because I think it's something that a person can build upon. And one thing I want to say about JW is that he's a great saver. He's been stashing away, um, well, this past year alone, he stashed away over $12,000 into his 403B plan. But furthermore, he's got a real desire, I think, to be a smarter investor. And I think if we take a look at his portfolio and one of the few strengths that I think he, he, he had is probably diversification. So that's something, JW, that you can build upon. On the other hand, you want to take care of and address some of the weaknesses that we identified with the portfolio report card, uh, namely cutting your excessive risk, that exposure to stocks, 97% is way too high for a 48-year-old aggressive investor. And I also think um, tweaking his diversification and adding some of those asset classes or areas where he was missing exposure to, like emerging market stocks and commodities and cash, I think that would make sense. And guess what? If J.W. tackles tackles these weaknesses within his retirement plan, I am confident that sustainable and satisfactory performance will follow. You're listening to Portfolio Talk with Ron DeLegge. To get your portfolio analyzed and graded, go to PortfolioReportCard.com. So that does it for today's episode. Be sure to join us again next week. We'll take a look at another portfolio from a listener. And if you'd like to submit your own portfolio where I analyze it and grade it on this very show, just go to PortfolioReportCard.com and get in touch with me. The views expressed in this broadcast are not necessarily that of our advertisers, sponsors, or broadcast partners. The discussion of investing is general and should not be construed as investment advice or an offer to buy or sell securities. Listeners are responsible for their own investment decisions and results. Before investing, always consult a prospectus for risk, charges, expenses, and other information. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No reproduction or dissemination of Portfolio Talk Radio is permitted without the expressed written consent of its producers.